everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to take a break from the college football madness momentarily. We're going to talk to our friend Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on with the NBA, which, unlike college football, has resumed and resumed quite successfully. Uh, we do have a game time for tomorrow, Gordon, 4.30 start time. Or not sure? tomorrow, excuse me, Thursday. 4.30 sure? start time and uh, 3.30 pre. Well, there was well, some... We weren't, we weren't certain about that initially, but they the, got that all, all... I think we got that all figured out by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, and the 4.30, yes, on double-check, 4.30. 3.30 pre, Utah Jazz and uh, San Antonio Spurs. And, in fact, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com. For online services and local store availability, joining us now from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM, he's our friend Keith Smith. Keith, hello. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me back. We appreciate you being on today to give us an excuse to take a break from the uh, grim and and, uh, terrible college football news out there. So it's fun to talk about a sport that's actually playing. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I'm uh, going to miss college football, too, but, you know, just the world we're living in these days, I guess. Well, well, let's start off with uh, Adam Silver's leadership and all this, Keith. I mean, I have uh, made jokes about how stringent the the protocols are there, but the truth is he did what he had to do to pull it off, and I guess we should be happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, once they announced they were going to do the bubble at Disney, we started getting a lot of what is taking so long? Why is this? You know, when is it going to start? When are the teams going to get there? What's happening? Well, what took so long was the amount of thoughtfulness, effort, and care that was put in uh, by everybody involved. The the NBA, the NBA uh, Players Association, the uh, folks from Disney, everybody all together really did a great job. And then since it's been there, the execution has been great, and the players are owed you know, a lot of that, too. There was a couple hiccups where guys did things they shouldn't have done, but for the most part, everybody's following the rules and really uh, keeping this thing moving which has been great. Keith, what do you think of what the Jazz have been doing in in the bubble, uh, sort of holding back their best players to make sure that they stay healthy, I guess, is the main reason. But uh, just kind of giving the younger players a chance to get some runs in. Do you you have any problem with that? I don't have any problem with it. I think, you know, every team at the end of a season needs to do, you know, what they need to do to be best for them and I think for the for the Jazz I, I, I think it's pretty clear they don't really care about seeding all that much I, I think they'd prefer not to have to play the Rockets again if they can avoid it but other than that I don't think they really much care there's no home court advantage to play for so you just kind of do your thing and, and I like them getting some of these younger guys some extra run because there's definitely going to be times when you can use those guys and, and beyond that I look at it as Utah has done a really Really good job. They always, I said this the other day, they always seem to have one guy who kind of comes out of nowhere. He shows a little bit at the end of the prior season, and then the next year he's a rotation player. And, and you know, I'm starting to wonder if a guy like Mieoni or somebody like that could be, could be that guy um, next year for them. And as we know, everybody can always use an extra wing. 
With the uh, the kind of the candidates out there for the Jazz, you know, from the Clippers probably down to Oklahoma City and Houston, who would be the best matchup for them, or does it not matter? It'll be an uphill battle no matter what. I think it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle because without uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, they they just seem to have a little bit of trouble creating offense at times. And then I know the plan, the last I knew, was going to be Mike Conley is going to leave at some point, and that's going to be tough to, to overcome as well when, when that happens. So that's going to be, be a little bit to work around. But I think if, if you're looking at anybody to play, if they could find a way to get into a matchup with Oklahoma City, I think they could get some things done there. I think they match up quite well with them, and that that would probably be a series where it might be a little slower pace, a little more defensive-oriented, and I think that really fits Utah well. What do you think of the uh, the interaction between the players in the bubble there at Walt Disney World? Uh, I've read certain places where coaches essentially are asking their players not to hang out with players on other teams during the playoffs and whatnot. What do you what do you make of the overall social interaction? Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, where where they're they're all living together, so it's very <laughs> uh, easy for them to to hang out and do a lot of things. And I think the coaches are they, they've kind of looked the other way to this point because it's it's much like the end of the regular season. And I think you also have the factor of we know a lot of these guys. What do they do? They go battle on the court, and then they go grab dinner if if the one team's staying in town that night. We know that happens. You know, on a pretty regular basis in the NBA, or if they get there the night before they're, they're going to get together and have a meal with their friends and those kind of things. So I think it's more, you know, Hey, when the playoffs get here, let's focus, let's get locked in and let, let's, you know, really worry about ourselves. What has been interesting is, and I've heard this from a handful of people for those teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot in the West, they were all staying at the yacht club together. And there's been some tense moments where they're kind of, you know, passing each other in hallways and in teams that are, uh, you know, playing each other and fighting for playoff spots. There, there's been some moments, it's there where it's been a little yeah i don't know how much these guys are going to get along here if this goes and i'll be interesting to see if that carries over into playoff series or not our friend keith smith from yahoo sports as well as real gm talking a little nba basketball with us here on the zone sports network keith is there anything on the floor that has surprised you about the return uh, I think just the quality of the basketball, uh, it's been really good so far. I think part of that is to do with the eight worst teams in the league aren't there. So you don't have anybody tanking. You don't have anybody uh, from the playoff contenders up until really the last few days kind of throwing games away with, um, you know, bench all bench lineups and those kind of things. So I think the quality of the play has been really, really good. The defenses are clearly a little bit behind the offenses to this point. Uh, that takes, you know, that's, continuity communication and consistency and you haven't had a lot of time to build that up so so but overall i think it's been really really good basketball thus far obviously the phoenix suns have surprised with some of their play have there been any teams uh any better teams that have disappointed you keith in the way in what you've seen out of them and uh, to the point where there might be some warning signs you been a little nervous with both the Lakers and the Bucks. Now, they didn't have a whole lot to play for in the bubble. They, they both needed to win really a couple games and lock up their seating. But I really feel like with the Lakers, you're seeing the loss of Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo, how much that is hurting them. Bradley is such a key defensive player for them, uh, defending opposing point guards, that they're going to really struggle with that. And then Rondo gives them a secondary ball handler who can do some things when LeBron James just needs 
needs a breather for a minute. And they don't really have anybody else who can do that on this roster, and that is really, really tough for them. And then on the Bucks side, their defense just does not look good. And that has always been a little bit of a concern with a Mike Budenholzer team is if teams figure them out defensively, is he able to and willing to adjust? from what it is that he generally does in games because if he doesn't that could be a problem for them you know come playoff time the uh the jazz nuggets game the other day was just amazing uh goes double overtime the jazz came up just short 134 to 132 rudy fouled out in the first overtime which obviously is a big problem for the jazz but donovan mitchell hit a bunch of big shots can if you're a jazz fan right now and you see him rise to the occasion in those moments that's got to be a good sign right yeah, absolutely. He is, the, the way he played down the stretch of that game should have everybody, you know, knowing, hey, when we need a bucket late, we can throw it to this guy, and he's going to make it happen for us. He is just, you know, a really great uh, creator of offense. like to see him do a little bit more trading for other guys, but in this scenario, we understand, you know, why he's the one taking the shots. He has to be, be that guy for the Jazz right now. But overall, you know, he is just a fantastic offensive talent. You know, that that's a great thing to see at this point, you know, in year number three that he has grown this far uh, in his career where Utah knows, you know, hey, we've got a franchise centerpiece that we can build around here. One of the concerns going into the bubble was players getting hurt. What's going on with the Sixers, man? Yeah, it's, you know, Ben Simmons, unfortunately, just landed a little awkwardly, dislocated his knee, and now he's out for the season. Joel Embiid, a weird injury. He No no one's on the baseline, uh, which I had a bunch of players tell me has been their favorite part of playing in the bubble, but he backed up and stepped awkwardly on the stanchion, which nothing you can really do about that. That was odd. Uh, Al Horford's got a little bit of knee soreness. Tobias Harris rolled an ankle the other day, so they, they've got a lot of guys out there. They're, uh, you know, battling the right now they're they're down five uh late in the third quarter but they, they've got to get healthy and they're they're gonna have a tough go without simmons because again another team that really struggles to create offense he's their best offense creator by far especially off the dribble and that's something that they're gonna really struggle with you know the offense has been great uh in the the return to play there's no doubt about it i mean people like luca putting up video game numbers is just ridiculous but do you expect the defensive intensity to pick up uh when the playoffs uh, get going the teams will will buckle down a little bit and we're not going to see these you know outlandish scores yeah, I do. I think what you're going to see here is part of the reason the teams are taking guys out is I think they're probably going hard in practice. And then we all know in the NBA when you can scheme for an opponent because you know you're playing them between four and seven games over a two-week period, you can really do a lot more things defensively. So I think you're going to really see the um, teams get back to locking in defensively. I, I think you're going to get rid of some of these teams that play a little more up-and-down style because they can't lock in defensively. So they're really uh, pulling some, even some of the better teams into a real running game, and that's not what some of these teams want to do. So I, I think you'll see the defense get back to what we're used to seeing. Keith, who do you like uh, for that last spot in the West? I mean, it's really going to come down to uh, who knows what. Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. Um, I I really like Portland. 
um, for that for that last spot. I, I think that they are going to um, you know get into that play in, and then Memphis just without um, Jaron Jackson Jr. They're just struggling to find offense, and I think Portland can really turn that into a scoring game. And I think the Trailblazers, if, especially if they can pass Memphis and get in where they they are the eight seed and they only need to win once, I think that's going to be you know huge for them. And, but I still think even if they have to win twice, I think they can beat the Grizzlies. But it becomes you know a much harder task because it's always hard to beat a team two times in a row. Keith, we always appreciate it when you carve out a few moments for us. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Y'all stay safe. You and yours. Back at you. That's our friend Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM joining us to talk a little NBA basketball. You've noticed, Jake, that uh, some teams are, uh, how to say this, lacking a little bit at the defensive end. So, yeah, and and I thought about this, and this is something I was going to bring up yesterday with you, but we didn't, you know, we were a little pressed for time for content yesterday that, uh, you know, I I thought the old intensity would be uh, right back to normal when they started. And the defense's intensity has not been the case. So, you know, you might have been right about that a little bit. As the, the, the as to, like, the why is the question that I want to know. Is it because they don't want to be there? Is it because it's such a different atmosphere, it feels more casual? Or is it more teams like the Jazz are not necessarily playing their guys? Yeah, I'm not sure. But the numbers have been crazy. I mean, the the scores that we're looking at are ridiculous. What what Luka Doncic is averaging in the in, in at the restart is either like he's the best player who's ever lived, like exponentially <laughs> the best player who's ever lived, or you know, there's not a whole lot of interest in playing hard at the moment. Did I read somewhere, Jake, where they're going to have an all bubble team? Yeah, I saw that today. Thought that yeah. was interesting for the for the eight seeding games. Cal, who cares? Don't you think? Doesn't that seem dumb to you? I I yeah, well, I don't know if it's dumb, but it's yeah, not if you're Devin Booker. Yeah, <laughs> whose team's still not going to be included? Right, and, they're, and that's they'll win games that don't really matter, and he'll put up stats in games that don't really matter. You know, let me ask you this: since you brought him up, Jazz could have had him, but they got Donovan instead. Well, that was that was the next year. I know, but they never would have traded for Donovan if they would have drafted Devin Booker. Was it the next year or was it two years? It later? was the next year. Uh, n- they took well, Trey Lyles instead, instead of Devin. Book, and then traded yeah. Trey Lyles for Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I don't know how it all works out, but uh, the fact that the Jazz could have had that guy and they, <laughs> they took Trey Lyles instead is tad bit disturbing. Well, you were the one that both, and rightfully so, sometimes criticizing Donovan's defense and how it's not as good as it could or should maybe be. Can you imagine having to coach Devin Booker on defense? <laughs> well, I think, honestly, and I don't know Devin personally, so I, I tread lightly with this, but I, I haven't heard good things about his coachability. And his act in the Jimmer game here last mm-hmm. year would mm-hmm. absolutely raise a red flag in my mind. But Put, checking him, checking himself back into the game because another player is getting a couple of cheers. Yeah. But, but do you think that I think that's who he really is? I, I, I don't know. I I, I, oh, I, I don't know regularly. either, but doesn't it say something about a guy who's going to check himself back into a game that's over to hit a statistical mark <laughs> and take the shine off one of his teammates? Like, I don't maybe. know who he really is either, but that's not really good. Remember when Jimmer shot? 
instead of giving him the ball, <laughs> David yes. didn't even run the other way. No. Pouted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Gordon. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't scream jazz DNA like the front office likes Maybe to not, talk about. But he can sure play. Well, he sure can shoot. One side of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. We, we talk about Donovan having to be more of a, a you know good decision maker. Uh, I think he's a better decision maker than Devin Booker. I suppose. He's fun, I, though. He's a fun guy to watch on offense. He's pretty amazing to watch score the way he can. Yeah, he doesn't pass, that's for sure. <laughs> It's just going to pick out every negative. <laughs> he just, he's he's a uh, he's all about no. In all seriousness, I just don't know. You know, he's got a great game, but I don't know if he can be a number one to build around. I uh, and we see Donovan more, so I'm more familiar with him. I'm sure Ryan Hatch and Phoenix would would have a different opinion, but uh, for a variety of reasons, I would pick Donovan over Devin Booker to build around. Would you? I, I wonder if there would have been a way that Jazz could have gotten both, and then Donovan could play point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of what ifs there, but the person they did choose instead of Devin Booker, they did trade for Donovan. So there is that yeah. direct connection there. Yeah. And I, you know, am I wrong? Would you rather build around Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell? Well, I'd like Devin. I like Devin Booker better than I like Trey Lyles when that draft was there. Yeah, but what about the question I just asked? I wasn't paying attention to you. Who would you rather build around, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? Uh, if you were an NBA GM. I don't think that question's as easy as you're making it sound. Well, I'm giving an opinion on it. I'd take Donovan Mitchell. I think he's more coachable. I think he's more well-rounded. Yeah, I think that that part is is probably true. And I, I like his game better. He's not as good from three, but there's a lot of other stuff that I think he's better at. And yeah. he's pretty good from three. It's not like he's uh, Ben Simmons out there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but I'm telling you, Devin Booker is one heck of a talent. He he is, he, and if he could be, if anybody could uh, sort of direct him in the right uh, in the right way, I think uh, Quinn Snyder would be your your guy for that. All right, let's get out of the zone. Phone joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt with us here on the Big Show. Andrew, let's help our listeners with their relationships. Yes, if there are guys out there listening. Maybe they've heard my voice before. They've heard about Wasatch Medical and the acoustic wave therapy for ED. I know it can be difficult to take care of this problem. Um, I've seen uh, the damage that takes place when a guy does not address the erectile dysfunction. It's, it's kind of like one failure in the bedroom, then two, then three, and it heads down a dangerous path. Uh, most guys, I mean, I think all guys that come into our clinic say, this was so much better than I thought. Uh, the thought of a treatment is worse than the actual treatment. The thought of going to the ED clinic is worse than actually going. The acoustic wave therapy addresses the root cause problem, which is the lack of blood flow. That could be from damaged or blocked or even hardened blood vessels. Uh, when those blood vessels are lined up, um, it, it, they're hardened. They cannot expand. They can't dilate. So the blood flow can't get through them. This is the real cause of erectile dysfunction. We've been medicating it as a society for 30 years, and we're finally now treating the root cause and getting the spontaneity back into the relationship. And you say medicating, and frankly, there's a lot of things about that medication that really is um, not pleasant. It's amazing what guys are putting up with. Not pleasant, yeah. Headaches, uh, blurred vision associated with the pill. Um, a lot of guys, I think like 10% of men with severe ED turn to needles. 
Um, and you can imagine all of the, the problems that come from injections, the permanent damage, scar tissue buildup, and, and a number of things. So uh, that's been it for 30 years, those two options. And uh, this is the only non-medication natural approach now with Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. And, and frankly, just get on that schedule and come in and find out at full work. It'll cost you nothing. It will cost you nothing. You can come in, and this happens all the time, and say, this is great info. I'm going to put it in my back pocket, and I may be back. That is totally fine. You can ask the, the doctor all your questions, figure out what's caused your erectile dysfunction, get a blood flow test, which is really cool. You've probably never tested your blood flow. I know I never had, and uh, it's a really cool thing. We'll do it totally free, plus we're going to give you a little special gift just for making the trip. It produces instant results in the bedroom. I've never seen it fail. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show. Kevin Graham joins the show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Shout out to Dan, who wanted this song today on a Total Request Tuesday. Uh, a song that reflects your mood today. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together uh, to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Uh, joining the show, he is a alum of the Zone Sports Network. He's done uh, sports radio in Salt Lake uh, several times over. He's also been the program <laughs> director at many stations across this great land. He is the one and only Kevin Graham with us here at the big show. What's up, Kevo? Jakester, great to talk to you, my friend. Same you- to Gordon. First off, I hope uh, hope you guys are safe. Hope your families are well, and and all of uh, your listeners are are doing okay on on this very crappy day. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, you know, uh, not, not we, we this was our thought process today, uh, Kevin. Uh, this is the worst day in local sports <laughs> history in a long time. Who can we bring on that would really, you know, Drag be us down be the more. correct voice to to channel on a day like today and. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one that would do it justice. Exactly. I'm honored that you guys have me on. It's been too long. Um, I, I will say this. All right, why are we surprised? Because let's face it, we are looking at an organization 
that took how many years to make the common sense decision to actually put a playoff in place and they still haven't figured that out? How the hell did you think that these commissioners and these presidents were going to be able to handle a pandemic? I mean, seriously, they had no idea. And, and this thing is an absolute mess. And uh, I, I'm telling you, it's it's. And I hate to say it because, as you guys know, now I'm I'm on uh, I'm in Dallas overseeing a couple news talk stations. So I turned in you know the life of being in the toy store of sports to now dealing with pandemics, politics, death, and destruction. And uh, and let's face it, it's very political if you really think about it because. You know, it's the red states wanting to play football, which is the south and southeast. And it's, you know, the Midwest and the west, you know, typically more Democratic states that have pulled the plug. And, you know, and now, you know, we're all pretty much screwed, basically. Kevin, do you agree with me? Uh, Jake and I were talking about it earlier, but I see uh, sort of a reflection in the national leadership politically uh, with uh, college football leadership. Uh, that there's been sort of this uh, passing of the buck and sort of letting a fractured entity go in different directions. And it just seems like it hasn't been unified from the very beginning. No, there, well, I mean, college football hasn't been unified, you know, from the very beginning. If, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, how many how many shows did you and I and Jake used to do all the time, you know, about complaining when, you know, when Utah before they got into being one of the big programs that, you know, they, you know, it was always the big guys against the little guys and how to shut them out. And yeah, I mean, look, the, the country sucks right now. Let's just face it. Nobody can get along. We have a pandemic that's going on. We're all shut in our homes or, or we have to wear masks wherever we go. And, and I get the health concerns, but you know, then you got all the doctors and, and, you know, look, I mean, the ACC doc is, is from Duke and he's claiming that there's no problem. Yeah, they could play college football, but then the people at the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are saying, well, this is unsafe. And, you know, what happens if kids die and this and that? I mean, nobody can agree on anything. I mean, we started this pandemic with a toilet paper shortage that we were going to get this get this thing by touching things. And and now we have evolved to where we can, you know, it's OK. We can touch things for the most part, but you wear a mask. And oh, by the way, you better wear goggles. And now it's going to come through your eyeballs. I mean, it just nobody can agree on anything. I, I, I understand the safety. I'm, I, I, I get that. That's why I'm kind of torn between this whole thing. But but I think the whole point of Gordon is nobody knows anything. Nobody knows, you know, you know, exactly how it's going to impact people. But, um, you know, and then what happens? OK, so what happens is the ACC, in addition to the SEC and the Big 12, are all going to agree. And they said, you know, what, screw it. We're going to play football. And then, you know, it could go two ways for them. They can play football and everything will be great for them. And they're going to pocket all the cash and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are all going to look like idiots for shutting it down so early. Uh, but then it could flip side for them where then they start playing and kids do get COVID and they have incidents. And all it's going to take is one kid to lose his life. Uh, and, and that's going to be an issue. I mean, it's just it's a mess. I'm glad. Did I help bring everybody up yet? Is everybody happier now? <laughs> I, I no, Kevin. I I think it's a total mess. And me personally, I don't buy into the concept that you are protecting athletes from the coronavirus. I actually think it's the opposite. If they don't have that that football motivation that they need to behave correctly, they could have their scholarship or not. They're going back to the clubs. And I don't know if you saw the the underground party thrown at BYU of all places. They've got uh, media attention. You know. If, if you're going to use the excuse that you're you're trying to protect athletes from the coronavirus, this is a fail, in my opinion. Well, I mean, kids are kids. I mean, you know, you guys know. I mean, I have I have 20 year old identical twin daughters now. One of which, by the way, goes to the University of Michigan. Um, you know, and 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 their and their classes, quite honestly, are going to be digital only, online only. 
And oh, by the way, not to go on a side rant here, but I really appreciate University of Michigan only offering online classes, basically. And oh, by the way, raising tuition right. and charging me and charging me a $50 COVID fee for my kid to go back to school, which oh. is great. I'm glad they're profiting off of pandemic, by the way. But that's just a side rant of you know money just going out of my pocket to help you know help them profit off of a virus, apparently. But but yeah, I mean, kids are kids, Jake. They're all going to go out and party. College kids, especially, they can't. They they can't live in a bubble. Uh, and then you know what? They're not going to live in a bubble because they still got to travel. They still got to get on a plane. They still got to go play other teams. And who's to say some of these other kids on these other teams aren't going out? And who's to say one kid takes the field with COVID and now you got two programs going down with COVID? So, you know, I, I, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I just don't. And, um, you know, in the spring thing, it's just, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I just, you know, I mean, the Big Ten and Pac 12 you know, going to play the MAC and the Mountain West Conference uh, in the spring now, and, and all those teams are going to go at it. I, I don't see that happening. So, you know, shut it down. Just kill this year. Done. Over. Let's start 2021 and go forward. So, Kevin, uh, Jake and I are we are of differing minds on this. Uh, I'm much more on the conservative side of making yeah. sure – the the players are protected and uh and jake is kind of like just let them play in the hell with i it. don't think you are protecting <laughs> players that's my point see, I, that's see, my point i don't think you're protecting kevin, anybody hold on here kevin what you just said is absolutely true and i think it's true whether they're playing football or not they're going to go out and be social and so they're yeah. going to bring that into the football facility that, that's just going to happen and yeah jake doesn't well, I, I think players will be much more likely to behave themselves if they have a reason to do it, like saving a season, like do like like uh, behaving for your teammates. Because that's working so well in Major League Baseball, right? It is working fairly well in Major League Baseball. There's only a couple of teams out of 30 that have had any issues. I, I, Jake, I, I agree with both of you. This is really sad because I usually take a side here, but I, I – Look, I, Gordon, I, I agree with you. Again, kids are kids. I watch my daughters who are very liberal-minded. We're all going to die. Trump is the worst president in the history of the world. You know, blah, 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 blah. But yet, my one daughter lives with 11 different girls, and I'm sorry they're going out and hanging out with people, and she's claiming that they're being safe, but they're not. I mean, and they're smart kids. So, no. And then, But, Jake, you're right. College kids definitely need discipline, but how often do college kids, you know, college football players, I, I mean – you think they're really going to be disciplined? I mean, really? I mean, once once all students end up back at school, and oh, by the way, a lot of these students aren't going to class, so what are they going to do? You know, I mean, Jake, I mean, college kids, you know, they, you know, I know I know you didn't, Jake, because you were an upstanding, you know, like non-parting individual, but, you know, I, I, I mean, college kids in particular, they kind of have a, you know, they kind of have a lot of hormonal things going on, and there's, like, women, and, you know, I mean, you think they're just going to sit around, like, you know, you know, the, you know, the offensive lines is going to hang out together during the school year. They're not going to want to go out and actually associate with other people, maybe of the female variety from a change, from a time to time. I mean, it's just it's not realistic. I mean, so, you can't lock them in. You just can't. So what are they protecting them from then? Protecting them? Well, yeah, mean, by canceling the football season, what are they protecting them from then? If it's going to happen one way or another, where is this? Well, we've got to protect the athletes. Well, it, it, they know they're not going to be able to protect them. I mean... And And that's the reason they're doing all this. (laughs) That's the whole reason they've said. But but this is where, again, this gets back to the very first point I said, guys. You have all these 
presidents who were supposedly smart with graduate degrees and PhDs and all this, the same presidents that couldn't figure out a playoff system and still screwed that up, basically. And they're all sitting around going, yeah, we're going to protect them. But yet every student, you know, even though maybe classes are online, you know, some classes aren't going to be aligned. So come to school. So you're still going to have 20, 30,000 students showing up in addition to the football team. So, yeah, we're going to protect them from the field. But. You know, you, but yeah, I don't know how we're going to protect the others. But hey, no, you know, whatever. We're just going to try to do what's right. And they have no common sense. Here's what I've learned I in my older that. years of life. Smart people that have PhDs and graduate degrees and everything. Again, I've, I, I know many of you, many of them listen to your audience, but you usually have no common sense. That's really what it comes down <laughs> to. So there is no common sense. And again, nobody knows anything, including these doctors like Fauci and everybody else. They don't know. We've never dealt with this before. We have no idea. I will say this. The only thing I agree maybe with you more so, Jake, in this is maybe they should have waited uh, because everything changes every other day. Everything changes every week. Delay the season to the end of September, and maybe, maybe you have more answers before you cancel everything. But, again, no common sense, so they cancel everything. Can't you look at other what other countries have done to handle this a little more successfully, though, and, and take some information on what they've done? Well, I, you know, Gordon, I don't care about the other countries, so I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, what, what is, so, China's the one yeah. unleashed the dang thing. So uh, how are they doing? Said, they've, they've, done, Jake, they've done great, Gordon, because they just suppress information from everybody. So, Jake, uh, Jake, Kevin once told me that he never wanted to leave the country to go on a vacation to visit any other, any other land. <laughs> and I, and I still it. don't. After today, after what's going on now, no. I have no urge to leave this country. So, Why would anybody leave this country right now? So <laughs> no not right way. Na- not right now, but, okay, you said that back in 1995 or something. <laughs> and Canada's the worst. Don't, don't go to Canada. That's a vast wasteland of ice. So you covered, you, you're familiar with Ohio State, the Ohio yep. State University. You covered them along with uh, some other famous dudes back in the day that I won't get into. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about universities like that who are gung-ho of playing? Do they have any options to get out of conferences? Nebraska has been, uh, been reported yeah. to be interested in that. Is that even a possibility? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I've probably read the same stuff you guys had on that, and most most are saying there's contractual issues, there's money issues. So I, I really, I, I just don't know how they're going to be able to do that. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, after living in Columbus for three years and obviously being around uh, Ann Arbor when I lived in Detroit too, uh, in Michigan as well, I mean, those fans, particularly particularly Ohio State fans, they're, they're freaking out. And, and they're not only freaking out because they're not going to have football to root for, but this could be really devastating to that program. That could be devastating to Michigan's program if the SEC and the ACC and if the Big 12 decides to proceed forward. And by the way, we, the stations I work at now here in Dallas, we carry TCU sports. And I talked to somebody, you know, I can't say their name, but somebody basically said that right now majority of the presidents in the Big 12 still want to play football. So there may be an announcement if it hasn't even already happened. I haven't been on Twitter in, in the last you know, half hour or so, but uh, they may be beating tonight, and there may be a vote that says that they're going to continue to go forward football as well, which then now you've got three conferences with a bunch of big programs. Now imagine if you're Ohio State, a program sitting there. Imagine the kids that, that want to play big-time college football, and your program's not playing where LSU and Bama and Auburn and Oklahoma and the list goes on and on, all these other schools are playing football this fall. So um, it, it could just it could have a huge damage on, on 
any of these programs that are that are not playing um, just for the fact that um, you know if if these other conferences can succeed in actually playing and not you know and, and not you know having kids you know fall off and and having the season get canceled in in the middle of the whole thing so um, so in the end I, I think it's devastating it's going to be devastating if those three conferences play in my opinion. Of course, he's a longtime sports radio host and program director, including right here in this market and currently residing in the great purple state of Texas. He is Kevin Graham. <laughs> Kev, uh, and they're freaking out about that here, by the way, Jake. I mean, they, they think that they're going to lose the, their Republican foothold in Texas. So, you know, I'm sure you're loving that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Hey, uh, we really appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much. Yep. Hey, guys, anytime. I hope you guys are well. I miss you guys. I miss, uh, I miss Utah, obviously, and always keeping an eye on you guys. And, hey, you know what? And, and um, go Cougs, man. Maybe they can play Navy every single week this week because, you know, that, that'll be exciting. <laughs> I'd so, take good it. Times. I'd take it. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. We'll see you guys. All right, there you go. That's our friend Kevin Graham. <laughs> Kevin's one of a kind. That might be the first time he's even kind of agreed with you ever. Uh, we used to be known to disagree uh but that was kevin's charm i have never seen a person who could engage with someone else who he vehemently disagreed with and in fact edged toward insulting the way kevin could i mean i don't know he had some sort of magical ability to talk to a complete stranger and somehow insult him or her and have him or her connect in some way that they would go back and forth and have this whole social engagement. I don't know if I'd call it connecting, but I get what you're saying. All right, <laughs> a uh, short not sports board coming up next. Bowler at the five, uh, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Big Show on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs that reflect your mood. This one goes out to John, who's too optimistic today for my taste. Let's, uh, just kidding, John, I like it. We all probably need a little optimism. It's time for the uh, Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to uh, Britain. That is, before I, before I give the details of this story, let me ask you, is there anything that you would just pay lots of money to own? Some bit of memorabilia or some, you know, a jersey or something of, of import to you that you would be willing to part with some cash to get? A nice burrito. <laughs> Has it been a while for you? This burrito sounds just great right now. <laughs> How much cash? Five to eight dollars. Austin, what's the most valuable thing you own? Um, probably my house, probably, for being realistic. The, the most valuable thing most everyone owns? Yeah. Normal people, anyway? And I guess I don't own it. Chase Mortgage does, but... <laughs> but you will own it one day. Yeah, we'll right? see. Okay, the reason I ask is because in Britain at an auction house there, apparently uh, one of the stranger things that I've seen go up for auction for bidding uh, is currently, well, will be available uh, in another uh, week or so. 
Gandhi's iconic glasses. Uh, you're talking about uh, Ben. What's his name? Ben, Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Oh man, I watched that movie the other night again. Oh, here we go. Uh, when, when I was when I was a younger person, when did that movie come out? You Mr. thought the movie yeah. was boring. Wait till this review. Oh, I love the movie. I watched. I remember when I saw it the first time. I watched it twice, and it's like three hours and forty five minutes or yeah, some ridiculous. I'd rather go to church. <laughs> what year did that come out, Austin? Ninety one. I don't know. It's been a while. Anyway, I really like that movie, and I I just saw part of it the other night on TV. And oh wow, eighty uh, two. I was way off. Eighty two. Yeah, going back a ways. But anyway, uh, I saw this story that his his glasses are going to uh, be auctioned off, and the bit. What do you, what, what do you think? The, it's not a ridiculous amount of money, but what do you think? Uh, the where do you think the bidding would start? Well, About three fifty. <laughs> you can get two pair for sixty nine ninety nine at America's <laughs> Best. That's what the little owl told me. You know, these are Mahatma Gandhi's uh, glasses, or Gandhi, as they were pronouncing it in the movie. But uh, uh, you know, what do you think? A million. No, it's sixty five thousand for his glasses. But I thought that was really kind of. What would you do with Gandhi's glasses? Break them and throw them in the garbage. <laughs> Just for the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> this will get me followers. No, no, Jake, you, you put them, you put them on a bust of Gandhi, and you're in the in the in the uh, entryway to your restaurant or something. Right. Welcome to Gandhi's. No, because I figure I figure the only reason <laughs> try to buy, the chips and salsa. The only reason to to buy those glasses in the first place is just to prove that you have the kind of money that you can flush it down the toilet like that. So the <laughs> ultimate statement would be to buy the glasses, then smash them. Not oh, only do the, I have enough money to buy this frivolous nothing, but I also am arrogant enough to smash said glasses. And what a well, terrible guy, theme for a restaurant, Gandhi, who was famous for fasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that is true. But the, the the guy who owned them apparently he was given someone was given them by Gandhi and they passed it down and he had them. He took them to the place of the auction house and said, "Here, I don't think these are worth anything, but if they and if they're not, just throw them away." And he was later informed that no, they uh, they they are indeed worth a little something and here's the difference between what you're saying jake and my perspective on this is this is a piece of history people like to collect history just because you would throw them away doesn't mean that people who have some degree of respect for history would well if you actually thought that you'd buy it and donate it to a museum not dress up a statue dress, in at a restaurant courtyard yeah Hang right. them on your, you can hang them on your rearview mirror in your car. Joining us now from Wasatch <laughs> Medical Clinic, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt, here to help uh, uh, our listeners with much more important things than Gandhi's glasses. That is, of course, their relationships. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, that's right, guys. Uh, I hate to even change the subject, but we're talking about erectile dysfunction and uh, how many problems the medication is causing guys out there. Wasatch Medical has a treatment called acoustic wave therapy. Uh, FDA cleared this technology in 2011 to do something called neovascularization. That's regrowing blood vessels. Um, it's been used and heavily studied on other parts of the body. 
We're now using it for erectile dysfunction because we know that ED is, after all, a blood flow issue. It's really just blood. And this increases blood flow by 30, 40, 50 percent or more. So the bottom line, we can finally treat ED without a pill, without injections, without surgery. Think about your younger years and the spontaneity back in the bedroom. And that's got to be a, a big part of this, right? The spontaneity back, get back to normal. Get back to normal. If you're, you know, if you're out there listening, uh, let's just say 50 years old and you have a little bit of ED, what were things like at 35? We, you know, it was probably normal. It maybe wasn't a teenager. It wasn't that good, but it was normal. That's what we're seeing patients get back to. And they're so relieved to not be a slave to the pill any longer. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule, and uh, you, you're giving away a lot for free, right, Andrew? Get on the schedule. We want to have you assessed by a medical doctor before you start treatments. That's to answer questions for you. That's to make sure you're a good candidate. We're going to test your blood flow. Uh, a lot of clinics across the country charge hundreds of dollars for this. We do it totally free, plus... Call us now. We're going to throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom free as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. In fact, Bowler jumps on with us, makes his Tuesday appearance on the show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.